0: Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And this is the Monday Mindset episode. And I'm going to dive into talking about the blocks to owning your story. Now, this has been... You ever have one of those projects in your life or business where you've just been working on it forever and then all of a sudden it finally comes to life, but there's so many times during that process that you thought it was never going to happen well, that is this quiz. So this quiz is finally done. And as I went through this process of learning and working with it and trying to put it together, I also have learned as an entrepreneur that there are just things that are just not in my wheelhouse. They they honestly aren't, and it's not worth the time and effort and frustration. So I took it as far as I could, and then I got some extra help because time is energy, right? Time is everything. And this person who is incredible was able to help me get it together. In no time. Like it's almost embarrassing how fast you could do it and how long it took me to do it. So not embarrassing, but you know what I mean? It's, we have to, honestly, this is just another reminder of the power of asking for help and reaching out and asking and receiving the help and support. So here we go. This has been a dream of mine to put together for a long time because I do over the last five years of coaching women, plus let's be real. These are the blocks that I have been in throughout my life and go back and forth to all of the time. So (laughs) I have found that more and more of us, we tend to have one dominant block. We probably have pieces of all of them, and we can probably even go through these blocks and look and realize that, you know what, there was a point in my life where I was definitely in this one, um, or I've grown and this is where I am now. So it's important to know what your default is because we all have default patterns, behaviors that we fall back on, that we know don't serve us. We know that, but that's where we go. So... This is the blocks to owning your story. And you will find in the links here is a quiz that you can go through and take and see where you are and what your answers are. So when you go through the quiz, you're going to get a solution. You're going to get an email and there'll be a video and some options and things that you can do. I took it one step further and I combined my NLP certification with this and I created individual tapping videos, EFT tapping videos to work with each of the blocks. So you're going to get pieces of some incredible solutions for like super, super affordable that you can now download and keep and use on a regular basis. And I've been doing this with clients for the last couple of months. And it's amazing the changes that they're going through, because when you do tapping, you are changing your subconscious patterns your mind your how you think your limiting beliefs you're creating change so it's not a case of just saying affirmations and thinking good thoughts you're actually creating change so let's dive into this when we go through um after coaching women for over 5 years i found that there are four different blocks that they fall into and we like i said we all tend to fall in between one of the four blocks so identifying your and owning your block is the best way to learn how to move through them. So first one, victim block. Oof, this is the victim block. This is where we ask why, why we, how we keep ourselves stuck in our stories. We are looking for reasons or justification. We're learning how to change. Like this is a spot where we are sitting in comparison. We're blaming, we're waiting for everyone to change. We are feel stuck. We feel in a space that doesn't feel good um this is actually where my book was born 100. So I know this block because I lived here for a very long time. I was in a space of you know blaming everyone for where our life was and I felt that I didn't do anything to create it, which I I still don't feel that I did because we all own our own choices, but I know that some of my choices certainly didn't help the situation. And let's all be real for a second. As a parent, there is no, there's no rule book or manual, right? We are all doing the best that we can. So my book is was released in November of 2017, and it's called "When She Stopped Asking Why," because that is when my life changed. Is when I stopped asking why. At that time, Simon Sinek was releasing all of his talks on the on the whole concept of know your why, which is incredibly important when you're going towards a goal. But when you're in a victim mindset, asking why just keeps you there. Because if you really think about it, think of some of the most difficult situations you've come through in your life. If somebody would have come up to you and said, okay, so here's the reason why you're going through it, Would that have been okay with you? Like, would you have really fully come to a space of going, okay, this, this is, that makes it okay. Then it's not how it works. There's no answer that will give you relief for going through something difficult. Plus you're also in a space of fault and blame. And so I know I was feeling like a horrible mother at this point, and I felt like it was my fault and I had done something wrong. So I had to learn how to shift all of that in order to come to a space of saying, okay, this is not mine to own. But when I stopped asking why I immediately went to what, and when, when you do that and you're in that space, the why is the victim question. The, what is the action question? If you want to create movement in your life, you have to start moving. And for me, when I was in the thick of it, it was immediately, it's like, Nope, not why just what Marcia, just what? Focus on what? Focus on what? That's all I kept doing. And it was like, well, what's my next? Not what are my next 100 steps. It was like, what's my next step? What's my next step? And then just kept going through that over and over and over. So there is no answer why something bad is happening, but you can change how you go through and move through a situation. Because honestly, let's face it, like really, really terrible things happen to good people all the time. So that's not you're not deserving or you're not blamed for something that has happened it's just it's what life life happens like this it matters on what we do next that's all that matters so learning how to love where you are at recognizing small shifts words to change your thinking in order to move in order for things to change around you is what you have to do focusing on what and not why um, the other thing I did in this time is I had the serenity prayer bracelet that I wore around my weight, my wrist. I think I probably went through no dope four or five of them. And it's a leather wrap bracelet that has it. And every time I couldn't get my mind to shift, I would stop and read it over again and read it over again and read it over again because I was ingraining these habits into me. So I think that in all states, like we all start in a victim space. I do believe this because we have to move through that in order to look at it differently. I think that's just the first space that we come to. And in that space can be anger and frustration and all of the emotions, but we all start there. Okay, the next block, these are not in any particular order. I just do believe that victim is what comes first. Um, the next block is the fighter or perfectionist. This is where we put our head down. We work harder. We're trying so hard to control the world. We burn out over and over, have ridiculous expectations of others and ourselves, and we are resistant to asking for help. This is a time period where it feels almost impossible to let go of control and focusing on your own actions. Asking for help is hard. And probably it's because we're having a hard time receiving help in this point. And I say we, because if you have been listening to this podcast long enough, you will know that that is 100% me, 100%. That is something that I have worked through that I still is my default. So when I am pushed to the gun and I've got like major deadlines or I'm dealing with stress or frustration or something is happening, that's where I drop back into. And in this space it's it's like an innate character trait um, i can i can give the example my sister and i are both very much this we have some different traits but we are both definitely in this area and what happens is is that we end up going into burnout and pushing to burnout and then you know massive fatigue and then getting up and doing it again and for the longest time, I know I treated burnout as a badge of honor. See, I'm a hard worker. See, I'm a hard worker. And that's the thinking that I did. And so when you learn how to shift through that, you get to a space of like the the, the fighter is the person who wants to just like put her head down, work her ass off. That's what she does. And the harder she works, the more closer she gets to her results. And it's independent. It's fierce. They are willing to persevere. They're strong, etc. And I mean, I've been told many times my whole life, like, it's easy for you because you're strong. See, look at you, look at how strong you are. And that just reinforces the whole, sorry for that. That just reinforces the whole Process of do it on your own. You got to do it by yourself. You know, those group projects you used to do, and it's like, nope, got to do it by myself because no one's going to do it like I am. And that's a bit of a perfectionist, a definitely a control freak. hundred percent was me. hundred percent And people who know me now laugh because they're like, you're not anything like that now. And I'm like, I'm not. I actually I purposely put things out when there's mistakes or things, not purposely, but I don't attach to if there's a mistake there. It's like, okay, it's done. It's good. Done is better than perfect. That is kind of my new motto. But what happens when you live in this in this block is, is that, and I can attest to this, you end up leading a very lonely life filled with comparison, justification, judgment, frustration, and feeling like no one gets you. It's the fastest way to go nowhere. You're not even willing to do collaborations because you're probably in a space of not wanting to relinquish control or feeling in this comparison that that look at what they're able to do and I can't and I don't want to work with them. So it's a really isolated block that I have worked like so hard to come out of and learning to let go of control and trusting that I'm in the right space. And being able to allow others to help me and ask for help is changed everything, literally changed everything for me. No question. If you've been in my space and in my coaching space, you would know I I, I emphasize collaboration. It is something that we work on. We celebrate the heck out of everyone um, for all of their wins. And it, it's, it will be a part of my business going forward because I know what it's like to not work with collaboration and I won't do it ever again. I just won't. Um, maybe also because it's a slippery slope and it's easy for me to fall back in. And I just refuse to live like that. I don't want to live like that again. It's honestly, it's really lonely and it's isolating. And then you have to realize that you're the person putting yourself in that position. So you are the only one who can change it. So the fighter is also the perfectionist, right? I was the perfectionist for years. I think that as I grew up, if I, if I, I mean, obviously I'm you know, I'm in my fifties. So back when I was in school, I guarantee you, I had some learning disabilities. I guarantee it. We just never talked about it then. And so what happened is I worked like at school two, three times as hard as some people, because I just wanted to get it perfect and I wanted to do well, but things didn't come easy for me. I had to work significantly harder just to get to the space of being able to like hand in something that felt like it was good enough, I look at it and I think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've, I've changed and grown from this, but I'm so grateful. And I want this to land for you is it's all these traits are not negative. These blocks are not negative because no story, the story only has the meaning that you give it. That's it. That's the only thing it has. So when you do this, you're able to look at those blocks and go, okay, well, my fighter characteristic traits got me to where I am today. Like I'm grateful that I was a fighter. I've lived through tremendous amounts of trauma and I don't know where I'd be without those traits, but they aren't the only traits that I need in order to move forward, grow and excel in my life. They're not the only ones, right? And this is what this happens is this is a part of me. So resisting it and fighting it is not the solution. And I want that to land for you. Do not fight that this is part of you. It's part of you. You celebrate it. It's what you do. Okay, next one. Number three, people pleaser block. This is where everyone else is their top priority. You say yes to everyone. You lose yourself in the process. You have a lack of worthiness and typically zero boundaries in place. Learning to put their needs first. Like this is a hard thing. Is it a hard thing for a people pleaser? When I have clients that are people pleasers and I look at it and go, it's, um, okay, we have to learn how to put your needs first. And their first thoughts are, well, that's ridiculous because I have to take care of everyone else. And that's your thinking. If you're a people pleaser, that's your thinking. So learning to put your needs first, filling your cup first, using, and I'm going to talk to you about the overflow and what that looks like is, and the importance of boundaries are also important. So this people pleaser, they are the yes person. Everyone else's needs comes first. And A lot of moms that I know fall into this block, especially when their kids are younger. I get it. I I did the exact same thing. So I totally understand. Um, You tell yourself, I will get to myself later. Workout, sleep, self-care, financial, receiving help, asking for help losing yourself in the process, I will get to myself later, except that later never happens. Like it never happens. And if it does, you're getting the very least amount of yourself left at the end of the day, there's like nothing left of you. So that's not really the solution that you want to create. So when it comes to self-care, I will share this. If you've listened to the show before, you've heard this the cup and the saucer, self-care is filling your cup to overflow every day, which means you have to fill the cup and the cup overflows into the saucer. The overflow from the saucer is what you feed and support others with. So let's think about this for a second. Your cup every single day you wake up is bone dry. Every single day it's bone dry every day. So if it's bone dry, then it's your job to fill it every day. And sadly you can't carry it over to the next day. It's just like health, right? It's just like fitness. I can work out great and work to take care of my health and then stop for weeks on end. Well, I don't get to carry that over, but the results do compound when I stay consistent with it. So that's the next piece that I want you to know about. Is it like, when you think about your self-care and your cup and saucer, are you filling it on a daily basis? Are you making it a priority? Are you putting the things that you need in your cup? So what I tell clients is, what are your top three things that you need every day to be your best self? Now show me where they are in your calendar and where are you making yourself a priority? And if you're a female and you're a mom and you're listening to this, honestly, the best thing I can say is that it goes first. It has to go first because subconsciously you want to leave that message with yourself that you are a priority and you do come first. Now that I know that's hard to do every day. I get that. But in general, you want to be able to put these pieces together to make yourself a priority. So where are you doing this on a daily basis? And listen, when you have kids, I know it's hard. Two things have to happen. When you put yourself as a priority, your kids will see that they are responsible for their happiness too. And that was a big eye opener that I didn't get for a long time because we have to take care of everybody. But when your kids see that they, that you take care make yourself a priority, they start to learn just from watching that they are responsible for making themselves a priority too. And that's an important lesson because eventually when you have kids, they're not yours to keep, right? You raise them to be independent adults in the world. And I can say that because that's where mine are right now. And when you do that, then it's your job to teach them that because they need to know that they're responsible for taking care of themselves and their happiness and what they need. So where do you do that? And where do you make that a priority? And then, so that's sitting that example. The second is that like really taking full ownership of your cup and knowing that it is your responsibility because it's it honestly will help you to be the best version of you that you can be and this is also going to require boundaries i mean i've lots of episodes on boundaries but boundaries are your highest form of self-respect and self-care so that means that what are you what are you putting in place in order for those things to happen So as the people pleaser, the second part that I want to say here is that might mean that you actually have to ask for help. You might ask for help from a spouse, a neighbor, a family member. Can you help me so that I can stay committed to my own health and fitness? Can you help me with the kids so that I can do this? So you have to be willing to ask for help and receive it. You have to. And then you have to put those boundaries in place in order for this to happen. So I know all these things are challenging, to put into place. Because if you're looking at it going, okay, I don't have boundaries. I don't have self-care. I don't have any of these things. What can I do? Where do I start? You've got to start with the things that bring you the most joy and allow you to increase your energy every day. That is where the change comes from. So I know it's challenging, but it's completely doable. The other thing that can happen with a people pleaser is that they can get stuck in very codependent situations. Um, Their life is dependent on others. If you want to read more on codependency, I would go to Melody Beattie because she's got a YouTube video on it and she has a book on it. But I know when a counselor gave me that book and said, you are struggling with codependencies. I honestly, I immediately was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, is that of course I'm the fighter? No, I'm not. And when I read and learned more about it, I was like, oh my God, I am. So my entire happiness What I did in my life was dictated by what my kids were going through, how volatile it was, all the things that were happening. That's where I was stuck. And I had to learn how to let go because codependent relationships are super toxic for everyone, honestly. So that's another piece I'm going to say there, but I would encourage you to read more on that because it's incredibly powerful work. All right. The last one, the hider block. This is the professional smiler, the one saying, I'm good. They're the natural deflector. They take the conversation off of themselves, very afraid of the judgment and the opinions of others and afraid to let others in or to actually be seen. Learning how to embrace vulnerability and show up and allow ourselves to be seen allows others to support us we can't do this life alone. Honestly, we can't. A lot of people I did for, I did too. A lot of people will push and try to do it themselves for a long time, but the hider is that professional smiler. I'm good. All is good. Never natural deflector pushes the conversation away from themselves. I did this for like, I've been all of these. Okay. So please don't, I, I'm not judging you because I know I've been all of them. Um, when we were in the thick of it, Um, I would be at work trying to keep my face and keep everything looking normal. I'm good. And my clients would ask me like, how are your kids or what's this? And I could on a dime, turn that conversation back to them, like pushed it right back to them. Nope. Let's just like, let me know. How are you and how are things? And I think that I thought I was doing a really good job of hiding that, but everybody knew that something was off. They just didn't know what it was. And I didn't want to tell anybody what we were going through, but I can't even tell you how many people already knew, like it was more public than I thought it was. So it's, you can't hide. The other thing the hider does is they carry the armor and the armor is something that they use to protect themselves from the judgments of others, the pain, the opinions, and all those things. But according to Brene Brown, that armor, it becomes like a 20 ton piece of armor that you carry. And what happens, and I found myself in this exact spot, is I would isolate myself. I keep myself away from others. I would go grocery shopping when no one was out. I would avoid other parents at their school functions, at sporting functions. I avoided everybody. And I thought this way, I don't have to deal with anyone's opinions or thoughts or criticism. But what happens is the armor isolates you so much that you end up being completely alone And then all of a sudden you realize like, crap, I actually still have the problem. So apparently I didn't have the solution that I thought I did. That's not the solution. So that's not where we want to stay, but the armor, and I've shared this on a number of talks and podcasts, the armor, when you learn how to put the armor down, you will find your army. Your army is there to support you. Your army is there. And I, I never in a million years would have believed this, but I did. I did. Everybody's in my life now is because I embrace vulnerability and I put the armor down. And do I put it down once and walk away? Oh no, because I keep picking it back up. I do. So I learn how to put it down and walk away and put it down and walk away. And every time I'm like, God, I'm so drained. And I feel like I don't understand why. I usually stop and go, okay, wait, you're carrying the armor, you're trying to do it by yourself, you're going back to your default of being the fighter. This is the exact time you put it down and you message a friend and say, I could use some support. I could use some support. And it takes time to build those relationships, but they're all out there. I promise you. These people are out there. I've I've found so many of them. So it's an incredible experience, but you've got to be vulnerable and allow yourself to go first. The reason the hider does not like to be vulnerable and I say this with love because I know I have many hiders who listen and who connect and um, reach out to me is they don't want pity. They don't want pity. They don't want anyone to know that they're struggling. They don't want anyone to know what's happening. They don't want to be seen. So they're literally trying to hide when no one is actually giving them pity, but that's what they don't want to receive. So that's what happens with it. So it's very, anyways, it's very, it's very interesting because the, I've been every single one of these blocks I have and different situations in my life will push me into one category more than the other, but I see them now and I recognize them and I call myself out. I reach out and ask for help. And I'm so grateful for all of the people that I now have in my life because I chose to do this. And last year, I know I did an episode on it, but last year when I went through my back surgery, I honestly, it was really hard for me because I did not share it publicly on social media. And I reached out. I had like a little chat group support group through my husband, through friends that we were working through this and managing how to do it, combine it with COVID, no one else in the hospital with me and for five days. And it was really, really scary it was really scary. And I did have to reach out and ask for help. And even after that, like I, yes, I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't walk barely. I was, I just couldn't get out of a car. I was not allowed to drive for six weeks. So I had to ask for a lot of help. So all of these blocks that were tendencies of mine, I had to just literally go, Nope, they're gone right now. I don't have time for any of that. I need help and I need support. And I'm so grateful for the work that I've done to be able to do that, especially in a crisis time in my life. So I just want to share that from a personal standpoint, because I know that someone will relate to that. Okay. So that's a lot of information. I know that. And I am going to have the link in the show notes for the quiz. I would love for you to take it. If you take it, please tag me and share it with me on social media. Send me a message. Let me know how it lands. Everyone so far who has done it has been like, oh my gosh, this is so me. This is so me. I didn't realize it. And it is, it's all good, right? It's all good. We have to know where we're starting from in order to create change. Awareness is one thing, but then we have to get into action to create this change. So this is something that I know has been very helpful. And in here, you're also going to find videos and solutions and tapping solutions that will help you to move past this block. Because I want to share it all with you because it's incredibly transformational work. So I would love to let, please let me know how this lands for you and um, what your thoughts are and how accurate it is, et cetera. I want you to think about like which one you are, which, what is it costing you to stay in that space? What is stopping you from the relationships and the opportunities that are available are available to you? What is stopping you from moving forward? Your blockage is your blockage, right? That's it it's your blockage. You've had your entire lifetime to work, to create this. You have certain situations, life experiences have really, this is the pile that the block that you've created. So your blockage is your blockage. You're not going to change it. Um, Well, no, you are going to change it, but you're not going to change it unless you're aware. So the thing that you're avoiding and resisting and pretending is not there that's in your face is the thing you have to deal with first. You can learn how to move through it. And when you do, you will find your gifts, your strengths, and you'll create a ripple effect in your own life and then in others. But that block, this is, I want to give you this analogy because I actually put this analogy in my book, that block, think of it like a massive dirt pile. You have to go through it. You have to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't pretend it's not there. You can't toe dip it. You can't pretend When you're going through the thick of it, it feels like you're drowning and suffocating. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to do this. And you have to keep crawling when you keep crawling and you keep pushing through. It is messy. You have to feel it to heal it. You 100% do. And I remember when I felt like I got to the other side of that muck and went, okay, I think I'm ready to share it. I, I know where I am. And people were still giving me advice. I'm like, listen, you're on the other side of the dirt pile. You're not even here with me. So you can't give me the advice because you haven't walked through it with me. I'm a big proponent of taking advice from people who have walked the journey with you or have been on a similar journey instead of the opinions and judgments of others who've never even started the journey with you. So be really mindful where you are going with that and who you are putting your energy with. So you can totally do this. I'm telling you, you can, you could transform your life in faster time than you think you can by being aware of what your block is and what's holding you back. So I'd love for you to do the quiz. Let me know your results, share it with me. And the next thing is that this is going to lead into, I am opening up the own your story, like our storytelling boot camp, which is opening up again. It's a Facebook group program that I do three weeks, six calls lots of support to help you through your blocks and learn how to share your story so that you can show up authentically in your life and in your business. And I would love the opportunity to support you on that. So the link is in the show notes for the early bird pricing, which is now available. And I just, I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to work with you as we move through this last thing, just please. I want to thank you so much for being here because we are just approaching episode 300, which blows my mind, blows my mind, but I'm so grateful, so grateful. And I'm just grateful that you're here and on this journey with me. And I hope that this has been some source of support and eye opening for you in order to create change in your life. You're more than capable. Have an incredible day.